1: Hi, I'm Robbie Earle and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast here on NBCSports.com where Mr. Musto and I take a look back on the weekend of top-class Premier League action. Musty, I'm going to kick off this week with Chelsea getting a point at St. James's Park. But really, for the defending champions, is that enough? Or, or Chelsea still got the blues, mate? They
0: have got the blues. And uh, when you look at the whole picture, you know,
1: let's start off
0: on the front foot here. I would say that Jose Mourinho right now is the worst
1: manager in the Barclays <laughs> Premier League. The worst.
0: Listen, he's the worst? I mean, listen, let,
1: let me just... You sound like John that. Carver is the best coach <laughs> and Jose Mourinho is the worst coach. Come on, he's not gone that bad that quickly.
0: OK, let's talk about uh, performance at the moment, on-field performance. Chelsea, if not the highest, they will be the top two in terms of salaries in this league. So there's Correct. massive underperformance Correct. of his squad right now. Again, on the field, defensively, they can't defend anything. They can't defend set-pieces. They're standing still when balls are coming into the box. Defensively, they've been awful. They've got star players in attacking areas that have done nothing yet. So, you know, again, both ends of the field hasn't been good enough. He hasn't been able to get the best out of any of his squad of players so far this season. Uh, Let us continue. Discipline. Ill-discipline with Diego Costa. So he's not controlling some of the emotions of his, his key players. That's uh, what he's not done a very good job at. And we can also go to internally in the football club. The situation with the doctors, with Eva, um, looks like he's leaving the football club. I mean, so internally, as well as on the football pitch, everything is going wrong. So, you know, in terms of when you put all those things together, he is the worst coach right now, in the league. But it
1: hasn't, Rob, it, all these things that we've seen in Jose Mourinho's career, whether it's been his time at Inter Milan, whether it's been his time at Real Madrid or at Chelsea, he, he's had big decisions to make. And I've always said Jose Mourinho is one of the best in making big calls and making them come right. This is, for me, probably the first time I can remember in his career as a manager that things aren't going as, as he expected. No. You know, public opinion seems to be turning on him over the Eva and the, and, and the, the medical staff. You know, the, the Branislav Ivanovic continuing to play this guy, giving him the captaincy, almost yes. looks like it's undermining some of the other players in the football club.
0: Let, let's talk yeah, about... And, and talk, I, I think now, Rob, it's time. He's got to look at his squad. He's had a few games now and make some changes and some permanent Does,
1: does John Terry come I back then? Still... Does John Terry have to come He's almost put himself in the corner with John now. I mean, he's his captain, he's his leader, he's the guy who he said is his go-to player in, in the football club. He's had him on the bench for a couple of games. Does he have to get him back in that team up? Does he have to find that little bit of spirit and that, that belief and that drive that this football club has that John Terry brings? we yeah. know his legs are gone. We know he can't run down the sides anymore, but he doesn't know if bring something that they're missing at the moment.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, he's, he's tried different players in those positions. For me... And I don't know whether you agree with this. I think it's got to be John Terry and Kurt Zouma. I like Zouma a lot. I think there's a good combination there with pace and leadership. I think Asperi Cuota's got to go from left-back, play him at right-back. Baba Rahman should get a little run at left-back now, and it's a new – that's kind of a new feeling back four. I think in midfield, he's got some tough decisions to make now, Rob. We've seen Cesc Fabregas kind of flounder around a little bit for for too much of the season now. The marking on that set piece that he gave away was embarrassing. So I think, yep. you know, it maybe it mm. is time for a little bit back to basics, bring the Brazilian Ramirez back in the midfield. He's not a favorite of mine, but you know what you're going to get out of him. And I think that's what Chelsea need right now. And then above all, mate, and we can talk about tactics and team changes, he's got to get the players trying yeah. harder. Yeah. I mean, it's simple, isn't it? It's like, you know, whether it's dog and, and duck or whatever <laughs> level you're at, if your players are not trying hard or they're hardest, they're going to be less, massively less effective. And that's what you're seeing at Chelsea is the main problem. They're just not they're not giving everything that they did last year.
1: Yeah, I think I'd go slightly different than you though, Robert. I'd stick John Terry back in the in the mid of the centre of the defence with Kale. I'd stick Kurt Zuma at right back and I'd say to Ivanovic, come and take a turn. up come and sit down, Come and sh- yeah. and, I, and I'd send a message to the dressing room. But that's talking the defending champions. Let's talk about a team who I don't think at this stage we'd be thinking would be sitting top of the table. We all thought that Louis van Gaal's got work in progress, that he's not quite got the, the, the real deal yet. But Manchester United sitting top of the table by a point, Rob. Can you quite believe it? Five wins, one draw and one defeat all season. It's great, isn't it? It's great. I mean, we, we never expected this, and I, and I don't expect them to be there at the end. Now, I know
0: that people talk up their title chances, and, and I can certainly do that, but I, I again, put it down. I think, I think defensively has been super important. I think they've got the joint best defensive record. I know there's been lots of talk about, you know, centre-backs is normal, but just look at that. Just five goals conceded is very good. The midfield has got a good combination of kind of holding, controlling, possession-type footballers. And now, Robbie Earl, now over the last kind of couple of games, we're starting to see a little bit of forward mm. front gelling. Forward. The, front the front those forward. players up there starting to look the part. And, uh, you know, that's, that's been the problem with Van Gaal's teams. They control, they have possession, but they haven't had the penetration. All of a sudden, Rob, mm. they look much better.
1: I've got to talk to you, Rob, about two players. One, it will be obvious to you that a month ago, I was saying, Anthony Martial, who's that? (laughs) Now I'm saying, hey, there's a kid who's come into the football club, he's been bright, he's scored goals, he's led the line, it looks a nice foil for Wayne Rooney sitting in the hole, and we've now got a front four that look a threat. Memphis got his (laughs) first goal at the weekend, was important. Juan Mata's playing a lot more consistently. Rooney Mm -hmm. can score and and come from deep and cause problems. This kid, Rob, has almost revitalised Manchester United going forward. So, there's my first. My second one, who I, I know you wouldn't even have thought of, Chris Smalling been outstanding. I th- hey,
0: by the way, go on, I tell me. Oh, having him. Oh, you go you on. weren't having him. No, I you wasn't having him. You were never having him.
1: No, but I've got to tell you, hands up. I've always said, you can't win a title with Chris Smalling in, in your back line. Makes too many mistakes. His concentration's not good enough. He'll, 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 he'll drop a rick in, in a big game. But I've got to say, credit to the player and credit to the manager because he looks a whole different category now. He, yeah. He's almost your first name on, on, on your, your team sheet in terms of defensive quality been outstanding, Rob, um, Chris Smalling. Yeah. I've got to give him a little bit of credit. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, he, he really has stepped up and he said himself that Van Gaal has made him a lot better. Um, all that being said, Rob, and I, I agree with most of that, but it was Sunderland at home. I think it was an ideal game for them to find a little bit of attacking well, confidence like, so, and a little bit of rhythm. Um,
1: I'm, I'm not but, having that but... at the moment. I think there's tough games every week, Rob. Now you've got to beat whoever's there and fair play to Manchester mm-hmm. United. You know, they, they haven't done it in the most stylish way, but they're top of the league now. Let's, look, let's slightly look forward and, and move this on. Next week, there's a huge game coming up against Arsenal. An Arsenal team that won 5-2 against Leicester at the weekend. Alexis Sanchez getting a hat-trick was important for him. Olivier Giroud, Phil Walker on, on the on the uh, score sheet as well. Get the sense, yeah. Arsenal are get, getting the rhythm again. It's going to be a huge game. Arsenal win that game next week. They go level with Manchester United. How do you see that one going?
0: It's well, a brilliant game.
1: I can't wait for it. It's a magnificent
0: yeah. game. Wherever you want to look at it, I mean, we, we both know that both of these football clubs, and this is going to be the interesting thing for me, want to control the game of possession. Yeah. And what that's mm. going to mean is they're going to be expansive, they're going to be trying to, you know, control the ball. I think we're going to see a little bit of end-to-end action as well during that. I think it's super important that Alexis Sanchez looks back to his best. The hat trick, he's a brilliant player, and he's Rob, and yeah. he, You know, all of a sudden when a player starts badly, they start to kind of Think about why and Copa America and the elation from winning that. and uh, But now back to his best. And I think against the United team that will, will try and outpossess Arsenal. And I think they'll, the way that they'll set up, I think they will gain that. It's just going to be the important thing for both these football clubs, Rob, in the two boxes. In the yeah. two boxes, who's defensively better, who's attacking better. Uh, it's going to be a very, very tight game. I actually think that United might just narrowly win this one.
1: See, I, I'm getting a bit worried, Muscle, because I'm getting to know how you're going to think. Because my note here is. Musto's going to say who's going to have most possession. So I'm going to pose a question to you that who can win this game with the least amount of possession? Because that might be important as well. We keep seeing possession stats, Rob, and not necessarily the team who has the most possession wins a game. Yeah. I get the sense that the team with the least possession who could win the game could be Arsenal. And the, mo- the reason I say that is, is I think they've got what we co- I call moment players. Guys who can do things off any one moment to win a game, and I think the Alexis hat was important. I think if Theo plays his pace, Ozil's ability to find a pass, Ramsey's running from deep, I just get the sense that Arsenal might not have, to have as much control of the game to win it. I, I, I agree with you that United have got a rhythm when they've got the ball that I think is becoming impressive. They want right. to get hold of the football, especially in the middle of the park.
0: Yeah, I think a key part to that. Then,
1: and, and, and if you'd have anything to do with
0: Arsenal's <laughs> lineup, you wouldn't have Theo Walcott in it. And I, I like Theo Walcott. I would in against the than Manchester Giroud, United. But, so you would play him I in a big game.
1: Yeah, I play him in a big game because he'll stretch the back four up, and he'll give my a midfield a little bit more space to play. in Özil and Sanchez, Ramsey coming in underneath him. I, I think that creates good gaps that they like to exploit.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be a f- fantastic game. Um, I think it's come at the right time for both teams. They both want to challenge the title. And, and, and moving on to the title, Rob, I mean, yeah, you know, which one of these two is going to uh, threaten more? Who, who's got a bigger chance of winning the league right now? Arsenal.
1: I said it before the ball was kicked. I think they've mm. got over the hump. I think they've got a little bit of rhythm together. I would say now, and this is a huge game for Arsenal, if Arsenal yeah. win this game and get level, I think they kick on. I think the confidence comes and they kick on. If they get beat, I think it's another one of those days where we go, Arsenal aren't ready again, Arsenal haven't got this, Arsenal haven't got that. And, and I think yeah. it's, it's more than the three points for Arsenal. They have to win yeah. this game at, at the Emirates.
0: Yeah, got they've got to show everybody, Rob, that the, in the big games, when it matters, when both teams are playing well, that they are better. And they've got yeah. to come out on top. I totally agree. If they don't win this game, if they lose to Manchester United, I just think, again, it all goes back to the mentality of, of Arsenal not getting up for or not finding a way to win the big games.
1: Yeah, let's talk about another team in, that, in the northwest. Liverpool. Been under a little bit of pressure, got to win at the weekend. Daniel Sturridge getting two important goals for him, Rob. I know you like Danny Ings up front and the importance that he's brought to, to the Liverpool front line. They have a huge game coming up as well next weekend against Everson in the Mersey Derby, derby away yeah. at Goodison. Are Liverpool yeah. coming back to something like?
0: Well, they're the, the beginning to come back to something like. And, and our biggest issue, or certainly my biggest issue, was the creativity it seemed to have gone from Liverpool. And the midfield has changed now. No Gerrard and brought in the likes of Milner. You're playing Lucas a lot more. It kind of looks a little bit of a... I don't want to say average, but, but it lacks a little bit of creativity. Mm. Now things are different because yep. Daniel Sturridge is, is back. And all this hysteria, by the way, and I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Brendan Rodgers a little bit. Everybody, Rob, mm, particularly in the UK, there's a sense that they just want to jump mm. on this guy. And it's like annoying mm. a couple of years As, ago when he came so close to winning it.
1: Um, has he bought some and, of that on himself, Rob, though, in the way within the media? Did As he almost, you know, there's a a new vocabulary that that Brendan's trying to introduce. There's a new way of doing things that makes him an easy target. I think he's got to rein a little bit of that in. When things are going well, I don't think he has to come on TV and tell us how he's reinvented the game and reinvented systems. Let his football do the talking. Let his team do all the talking for him. And I think that will help him.
0: Yeah, but Robert, other managers talk a lot of crap in, in press
1: conferences. <laughs> we know
0: that, and we, we don't take an awful lot of notice of that. What we want to see is out in the football pitch. And my only concern, and it will it will for, not forever, mm. but as long as there's a transfer committee at Liverpool, I yeah. worry about that and, and who brings the players in. But let me say this: before people start, you know, wanting Brendan Rodgers out of the next week or next couple of performances, um, why don't why don't they all just wait for Brett for uh, for? Daniel Sturridge to have a month in the team give him four six weeks and then I think it's fair to judge a kind of a new look Liverpool lineup with him in it whether it's Ings Benteke all these you know all the players at the club they've made so much better with Daniel Sturridge's involvement my last point on that and I think is
1: who does he play with by the way Daniel Sturridge who does he play with who's his partner striker Benteke when he's fit. I I prefer
0: him with Ings. Of what we've seen so far, Ings is more mobile. Rob, he 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 makes different runs. We saw this at Valencia last year. He's a static player. He wants it into his feet all the time. Ings gets on the half turn. He combines. He plays one twos with other strikers. He brings other people into the game. He's much better now. Whether he's going to be a a a Liverpool, a real Liverpool player for the future, I'm not so sure just yet. It's very early. He's a young player, but he offers more with Sturridge. I think than than Benteke is going to offer. And then it comes back to the, to the point is, after all the money that's been spent, Robbie Earle and mm-hmm. Brennan Rogers and the committee, are they still relying on, on Daniel Sturridge to be the star guy at that football By the club? way, that's not Dan- good.
1: Daniel Sturridge, we know, is a bit brittle, a bit fragile, Rob, as well. He, he, his injuries. One thing I think as well with Liverpool that we have to take into consideration this season, the Europa League. I think that's a challenge. We know Brendan Rodgers, and we've seen him. We've been to Anfield in the training ground and seen how he loves working on the training ground. He's going to get less time, Rob, with the Europa League this season. Mm. I think that might affect Liverpool down the stretch. And and when you think of who they play in in the derby... I think it
0: will, Rob, but I I think that's going to be very secondary. I think there's going to be, you know, just the the, the squad players will play in that that game. And I think the Premier League is going to be the massive priority this season for them. So
1: so how do you see that one going? Merseyside derby at Everton at the weekend. Everton on a decent run of form.
0: Yeah, I'm really liking Everton at the moment. I tell you, I, I think it's going to be, a, again, a fantastic game. Let me just, so the result of this game Everton at home, John Stone's playing absolutely fantastically. I think Everton win narrowly. Ooh, he's 1-0. feeling Everton.
1: See, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go Liverpool. I, I just think on, on the form they're on, a little bit of confidence. Coutinho coming back to something like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go Everton. And Listen, we, we haven't even had time to touch Manchester City and Spurs Man City on a little poor run. Let's give a little bit of credit to Spurs, though, Rob. This young team look like they're starting to believe in themselves. There's this group of players who look like they're enjoying their, their, their football Eric Dyer, Deli Alli, Christian Eriksen, Harry Kane, Eric Lamella, all young players who benefit benefiting now from, from playing a little bit of regular football.
0: Yeah, they, they had a slow start, Rob. Spurs didn't get a win in the first four games. They've won the last three. The team is settling down. Eric Lamella, for goodness sake, is even doing defensive work as well. So I think, I think Christian Eriksen is, is the catalyst. He's back in the side and looking very, very good. Eric Dyer, just in, in a position, Rob, I used to play. I am totally Don't enjoying link yourself 20. with Eric
1: Dyer, <laughs> my position. Come on. <laughs> He's a was, beast in the field. He's he does a beast. so well. Great week for him. Great week for the likes of Alexis Sanchez. got his, his hat trick. Wayne Rooney got his first Premier League goal, as did Memphis Depay. Harry Kane and Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. Listen, Musty, we've run out of time again, mate. Another action-packed week in the Barclays Premier League. But we'll be back next week with another Two Robbies podcast, same time don't forget you can also catch muster and myself we talk we debate we often argue about football on two robbies radio show 5 p.m eastern time every saturday on NBC sports radio
0: there are lots of amazing cars on the road but perhaps none more amazing than the paid off car it may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know How.
1: Napa Know How.